Hello everyone, welcome to the 8th episode of the podcast, recorded on October 6, 2022. I'm your host, Ventor, a small-time streamer with big-time dreams. You can follow me on most platforms under Ventornado, including Minds, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble. Hello everyone, my name is Sophomore John, I am the uh, co-host here on the podcast. I am a... Uh, Sometimes streamer, content creator, and all-around uh, ridiculous person. And um, I want to kick it up to uh, one of our first guests, Mr. Shinto Reaper. Hey, kids. My name is Shin. Streamer, philosopher, penguin, paraplegic, and dog. And I have a bad tendency of speaking. Pushing it over to you, Ace. Hey, it's Ace. Um... I'm a small streamer, just came around, uh, yeah, literally, just, I'm on Twitch, I'm gonna pass it over to, uh, Charlie. Hey guys, I'm Charlie Brown 642 I am a content creator over on Rumble, you can find me, well, obviously on Rumble, but also on Gab, Truth Social, and you can find me on Gilded as well. Awesome. Welcome to our guests. I thank you for being here. Uh, with that being said, the topic for this episode is voting, uh, including the controversial 2016 and 2020 elections. It's a spicy one tonight, guys and gals and non-binaries. The opinion stated by the host and guests should not be considered as fact, and we encourage everyone to do your own research on all topics discussed. Before we get started on the freeform discussion, I think it would be best if each of us said their general stance on the topic overall so we have a general idea where everyone is. Uh, my personal stance on the subject of voting is that there is an amazing foundation that's been created thanks to our founding fathers. However, as evidenced by the past two primary elections, 2016 and 2020, there are still many flaws in the system. One of those flaws, in my personal opinion, is the two-party system. People should vote on the most qualified individual, not just the party. That's hands down one of my biggest issues with our voting system. It's two parties, in my honest opinion, wearing a trench coat as one, but uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, let's move on to my co-host and his opinions on the subjects at hand. Yeah, so uh, my view on voting is uh, even though it's uh, a right, it's not for everybody. I don't believe everyone should be able to vote. I think you have to earn that right. Um, but I do like the system that the country uh, has founded on. I am a fan of the Electoral College as much as uh, people hate that. Um, I do agree with uh, former President John Adams, who said that the party system in general would be the downfall of the country. Um, and I also think uh, politicians are uh, douche canoes. Uh, with that being said, um, I want to hear what my friend Shin here has to say. So, I'm an odd one here. I'm not a big fan of the right to vote for the majority of the populace. Uh, pretty similar to what John was saying. To be clear, I believe maybe a 10% uh, of the population should be allowed the right to vote. 
and testing should be for enforced to make sure that only the people with stable minds and foundations are able to do so. Uh, same thing with our politicians, where they have to be at least to a point as competent as their voters are before and after an election. So effectively, that's what I think. Now, next up, I believe, was A's. How about you? Uh, so, yeah, my opinion is, honestly, I live in Canada, so I don't know how, what it is like in the States. Uh, here in Canada, you can vote when you're 18. I do not agree with that. I think it should be 20 because then you know what you're doing. Um, but the thing I do know is I think every politician should at least have a stable like background check. Don't know if they do because I know there's some that don't, but I'd like to pass it on to Charlie. Yeah, I do think the whole two-party system is uh, ultimately divisive, and I do think that uh, it should be to it should be allowed to where you should learn, uh, you should be able to be capable of understanding what it is you're voting for before you vote. And honestly, with uh, politicians, they do need to have a very uh, a very thorough background check. And they do need to be very, uh, they need to have a clean record before they can run for any sort of office. Otherwise, your country goes, goes, to, goes to poop. Also, and, uh, would you say competence would be more important than a background check? So competence would be like, um, like if they were, t they were to look at uh, the problems that your country is facing and um, like say, oh well, instead of raising gas price, like instead of raising gas prices and not, uh, and not having any sort of like gas production, we should probably, you know, make more gas so that way people can, you know, afford to, like, buy stuff and buy the gas they need to get to work or buy food for their family. You know that kind of thing. So effectively, that would be like subsidizing the oil industry in some way or form to make shit so gas would be more attainable within a nation, for example. Yeah, and with what with our current like president right now, like you know he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna say my opinion on him. Like he's he's just the he's a crazy old man. Like really, like he should not be anywhere near any sort of like office or anything like that honestly i wouldn't even trust him with a goldfish let alone the the future of an entire country i actually have to agree on that <laughs> <laughs> like it, anybody i'm not trying to diss anybody especially any of our viewers but anybody that's been paying attention to joe biden knows there's something wrong with his head I'm not trying to be mean to anybody here, but he's in his older ages. It's obvious he's going either senile or has uh, some form of mental deterioration. Stuff like he, that. He is the oldest living president in the history of our country. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just to be expected. Um, like some people claim, he should not be the president. He should be living out his last years and peace and tranquility and whatnot but we'll get and into sniffing. 
we'll, <laughs> we'll get into all of that uh, later in this conversation, I believe. Uh, As that... an important thing to say along with that, I apologize, Vin. No worries. Uh, the objective of a president does not demand much power, and it doesn't really have that much power. We actually force a lot of our problems and thoughts within the power structure of the United States on him in situations where he does not have it. Like, for example, the p parliamentary system in the United States. He has no power to run that or even to push bills through. But it seems to be something a, of an American concept to push all the blame on the people in office. Well, yeah. to, be, to, to be fair, the, the president's always meant to be a figurehead. And the folks in the, the House, in the Senate, are the lawmakers of the country. The president is basically the guy who writes the checks and um, essentially a, a diplomat on the world stage uh, for, for the country. But he has no real authority and power. The problem is, is that both you see in the Senate and the House, you have people that are either delegating their power to um, the uh, eight to fivers in Washington. So they're writing bills that are so vague that they're 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 letting they're they're letting these people who um, live in these bureaucracies or were, you know were, spend their whole lives working there creating the rules so that they don't they don't get in trouble there's no accountability there which um and i'm, I'm trying not to veer off subject because uh shinto in, in your opening you brought up a good point about keeping uh the amount of people that w would be allowed to vote to a a smaller number and so uh, hopefully uh, i'd like to expand on what I have to say and then see what you guys think too um, so originally when the country was founded you had to own land um, if you own land that meant you had a stake in not only the area that you lived in but the state that you lived in and you had a, you actually paid attention to what was going on locally within your state um, because the federal government is really supposed to be incredibly minimal. Run the military, make sure people aren't bombing us. There's some fairly, you know, the federal government was always meant to be a fairly minimal um, form of government. Everything was supposed to be passed down to the local and, and the state level. I still really believe that... Um, you should own property in the United States of America in order to be able to vote um, because people then are invested in their community. And then when we talk about when women got the right to vote, um, see, and that's an interesting thing too because it was a very small handful of women that wanted to vote. Most of the women in the country at the time didn't want to vote because that meant that they would have had to register for the draft they would have had they would have had to become a voluntary firefighter there's like a lot of local civic duties that they would that men were responsible for in order to have the power to vote like part of 
that that was part of the deal. You owned land. You also got to vote, but you also had to do all these other things too to be a part of your community. And so that's to me that's that's a big thing. And also, obviously, just learning basic civics in uh, high school, junior high. Uh, people should know how things work, like, you know, the Supreme Court, how a, a bill gets made. Um, you know, they made like a three-minute song about it. It's, you know, fairly basic, but gives you an idea. So th that's kind of where I'm going with that. I'm sorry for taking up some, some time there, guys. No problem. Before we get too far into the discussion about that all, I want to ask the first question of the night, because I think it'll lead into all these conversations. So with that being said, uh, what do you all think about the 2016 primary election between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton? And what do you think about the 2020 election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Uh, I'll start off uh, to give my general points here. Uh, in 2016, honestly, I didn't really like either of them, Clinton or Trump. Um, I didn't vote for either of them. But after Trump won and I started seeing all the Democrats claim in, it was Russia. It, I say Democrats, but I mean general, in general terms, general left. I need to keep checking myself on that. But they're saying that, oh, Russia influenced our elections. We need to prevent that. Russia gate, Russia hoax, Ukraine gate, Ukraine hoax, so on and so forth for four consecutive years then we get you, to the you mean, you mean they said that the, the election was stolen yep then when we get to 2020 yes joe biden gets into office and all of a sudden the people on the that are trump supporters on the right republicans however you want to generalize here uh, they're saying that the election was stolen but the Democrats are saying, oh, the election was valid, safe, and legit, and nobody influenced the election. There was no fraud. And for me, that hypocrisy was my biggest issue out of the two, and it still drives me nuts. If we have questions on elections, it doesn't matter who won. We should investigate it to put these questions to rest, not say, oh, the election was completely safe, secure, and all that. Um, with that being said, we're going to pass it over to Shinto because I see he might be, have a few things to say here. Uh, just uh, my base point on both the elections 2016, I found both of them a very hilarious and probably very fun, not necessarily good, uh, couple of presidents to be put into office. In fact, I found, to be, I, I found Trump to be the m more entertaining of the two, so I voted for them. And I kind of feel like that mentality is a major problem. And I mean a major, major problem with this current political system. Where even somebody that seems to care about their country would be more willing to be vote based upon their own entertainment value. Then, how should you say? Voting on what matters? Benefit the country? Then on what would be best for a country, yes. Or, or even an individual. Not, not even making it like a, a, a single opinion voter, a no opinion voter, is a problem. Yeah, where people uh, will vote 
down ballot Democrat Republican without actually doing any research. Well, no, that's still a single opinion. Uh, I'm saying no opinion as in not even based upon a single objective an individual might have, subjectively or otherwise. But but I think that can I, I think you can have that on both sides. Yeah. Because if you look at the voting rates of uh, women, they overwhelmingly vote Democrat. Uh, minorities, at least recently, overwhelmingly vote Democrat without question. I'm not saying all of them are uninformed voters. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not because I can, I can tell you that there's people on the right that are... Like a great example, in the state I'm in, I don't really care people. I live in Nevada. So I have two choices for governor. A guy named Steve Sisolak, who um, ran a call center scam and stole a whole bunch of money from um, the Las Vegas uh, massacre, the survivors, a couple million dollars. Or the, um, the sheriff, who covered up the entire... Las Vegas massacre. It's like a lose-lose situation. And so I see people on the right, and they're like, yeah, let's vote for the sheriff. Well, I don't want to vote for that guy, because he's just as stupid as the guy that's currently in office. And they're both scumbags. Um, Issue of lesser of two evils. No, there is no lesser of two evils in this case. They're both evil people. It, it was bad IQ voting that people voted for two, on both sides, voted for two um, very bad Las Vegas-connected people. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the feeling. That, so I, I definitely understand what Shinto is saying, where people just go in, and, and I've known people that they just go in and they pick a per whoever whatever person's name they like that's a bad voter i don't want that person voting Shinto doesn't who happen to go based upon alphabetical order so right. since d was first not gonna be voting for hillary but but you get what i'm saying yeah it's, it's the same concept you don't want you you don't want idiots voting because idiots give you idiocracy. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> now, going along with the 2020 election in question between Biden and Donald Trump, I had the same confliction. Well, I wasn't really conflicted. I'm very decisive. But you get what I mean by confliction. There's no real reason to vote for either party. I did enjoy a lot of Trump's policies because, well, I found them to be very entertaining, as I said before. But Biden has an interesting history, which also gave me the reason to vote for his side. I ended up voting for Trump on both uh, sides of the aisle. But you see how that went. Uh, Biden's currently in office during the COVID pandemic, and I'd say he's done a decent job. So, and I don't think either cases were voter fraud, no matter how it looks like. Oh, it didn't even look like it. And I don't really think I have a further opinion on that. Uh, now, should I shoot it over to Charlie here? Go for it. Alrighty. Okay, uh, so in the 2016 election, I was kind of where Ven was, where I didn't really vote for either of them because 
I didn't really see any good reason to vote for either of them. And like John said, uh, it's like, you know, there is no lesser of two evils here. It's just one evil or the other evil. But then after 2016, I saw like all the propaganda ramping up against Trump. And slowly but surely, I kind of voted for Trump in the end because like that's 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 what like his his policies were very they were very uh they benefited us a lot like we had a bunch of like low prices and stuff which is good for everyday life and i think that was uh i think that uh really helped and honestly biden just gives me the creeps there's just something about him that I just, I want, I do not want to be anywhere near him. I don't even want to, like, I don't want to have, like, a, even a, like, a mile, I don't, like, I don't want to be in, within miles of that guy. Like, something about him just creeps me the hell out. Apologies for saying that, but, like, he's, no he's, he's a creeper. He's a creeper. Like, you get what I'm saying, right? Oh, yeah. I think a lot of us get it. It would not surprise me if the majority of our audience also gets that. Yeah. I guess I just have a higher tolerance than you guys. He actually reminds me of my uh, great-grandfather right before his death. Hmm. On that note... <laughs> that was a great podcast, guys, and we're going to see you on the next episode. <laughs> you guys have a great night. Good night. Okay, so moving over to you, Ace. <laughs> uh, on that note, yeah, Ace. <laughs> um, you're fairly young. Do you remember the 2016 election? And what are your thoughts on the 2020 election? And were you born yet? Wow, okay. <laughs> yes, I was born then. <laughs> Before then, actually, not then. But, um, yeah, I remember. Everyone used to say it was Russians. Honestly, I could care less. Like, I'm Canadian. It doesn't really affect me. Um, thing that does affect me is, going to be honest, this 2021, don't even get me started. Like, I, I get they have to pick a politic. But from what I've seen and watched on the news, all that, Biden is not a politic, in my opinion. He does not have any sense of business etiquette. He just says what he wants, and he does what he wants. I do not think that's a good person for to be the government. Um, but yeah, that's my stand on it, and I really have nothing else to say. Okay. I do want to clarify. You said Biden. Did you mean Biden? Because of the description that you presented, not going to lie, and people might get on to me about it, sort of fits both Biden and Trump. <laughs> so I just oh, want sorry. to clarify. Um, okay, so what got me is when the hurricane came um, and all like the all this stuff happened. So the This is the most recent hurricane, correct? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Um, so when Trump was in, he did the same thing. They were not too smart about stuff. But honestly, in my opinion, I think a lot of the um, votes that come in are not all accurate. 
because I'll say this here in Canada for our 2016 one, it was a little rigged because there was some people who didn't vote for it and majority of the vote went to one party. But yeah, um, I really don't know much about politics and I don't choose to, but that's my take on it. Can you can you expand a little bit on the that twenty sixteen election? Was that a um, was that a just was was Justin Trudeau um, part of that yeah. election for you? Because okay. you guys had kind of a rocky election at that time too with Trudeau and the Conservative uh, Party, correct? Yeah. So here in Canada, um, Trudeau, a lot of people was like. Let's give this man a try. Because not a lot of people was actually voting for him. Uh, there was actually more people for the other party. Um, but it was somehow, it skyrocketed for Trudeau. We don't, no one can figure out still. Um, and when we did find out, he was doing really good till 2020 when it switched from Trump to Biden. Then it switched, his attitude switched to What's good for him, not what's good for the country. So, we haven't been able to get a new one. And let's see if it changes. Hopefully it does. And, and just to note, too, real quick, and because I know, Ace, you um, said you're, you're not a huge politic person. But I, I do remember one of the big things in the media... Um, in Canada about that time. And I wasn't following a whole lot, but I do know that a lot of um, alternative media, independent media, or even conservative media were uh, being um, blackballed or removed or not even invited to uh, press conferences to ask questions. They weren't being called upon. So Canadians weren't able to get a full picture of... uh, candidates on on both sides and in fact i remember uh, i believe it was rebel news um had to go to court a few times in order to get the ability to um be a part of essentially election coverage so yeah that that did happen here and the sad thing about it is they still do it Uh, it's only gotten worse yeah because trudeau i'm going to be honest no one wants him anymore because of what he's done is with everything that's gone on, he tried starting stuff with the U.S., then uh, it just keeps getting worse from there. He doesn't want to try to do anything. And whenever he makes up a law, he doesn't follow it. That's the only reason why I don't follow politics, and I think we should have people who are more educated and more towards the business not the let's have fun i want to touch up uh, on a point that you made in regards to uh, you not really following politics and this goes for the united states also is that like there's nothing wrong with not wanting to follow politics in my honest opinion and this connects back to some of what john and shinto said about not everybody should be allowed to vote. If you don't follow politics, you shouldn't be voting. Like, 
if you don't play or if you don't follow football, you really shouldn't be partaking in like fantasy football or whatnot. I don't know if that's a good comparison. Yeah, I completely agree because there's a lot of people who didn't even read up on uh, Trump, Biden, Trudeau, stuff like that. I don't think that we should be able to vote unless we know our shit. Sorry for my language that came out. I did not mean that. Um, But the thing that gets me is there's so many young people, like 18-year-olds, they say, yeah, I get to vote. They pick a person, don't even care, and then we find out that person's going to be stuck with us for probably three, two, maybe two years. But we're stuck with them because we let people who were 18 vote and not people who knew what they were talking about. Exactly. It's uh, Once again, I'm not trying to blame anyone in particular, but the low-educated voters is what gets countries into messes like how the United States currently is in with Biden. At least that's personal opinion, but a lot of people agree that our the state of our country is pretty poor thanks to Biden. Um, with that being said, I do want to touch more on, upon the fraud that I believe Shinto brought up and maybe a little bit of Ace. Um, I Honestly, I did not see any evidence that would back up that there was enough fraud in 2016 that would have overturned the election for Hillary. I did not see enough evidence on fraud that would turn the election over to Trump in 2020. With that being said, there was fraud, but just every election has fraud. We need to minimize that as much as possible. But what I'm my the point that I'm trying to make is is that 2020, I do fully believe that Trump would have won, except for the fact that the rules got changed. Um, going back to our at the very least the United States Constitution, we jumped up to Canada for a little bit. Um, you were once upon a time only allowed to vote on one single day. Thanks to COVID, flashback to episode two, I believe it was. <laughs> well, the, the, you've been able to do early voting for quite a while now, yeah, but, but COVID exasperated what you're more, getting at. Far more. And I think that's the biggest issue because you had, before COVID, you actually had to request a ballot. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, so it, it originally started, just to give you a short history, it originally started for military members serving overseas. They had to request an absentee ballot because they were not in the country. Yes. Then it, and, and that was okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Everyone was okay with that. Um, it, it expanded a lot. I, I want to say it really started to expand in the 90s. Um, but originally it was only for... The folks in the military and people serving abroad, say, at embassies and stuff like that. Yep, and I 100% agree with those. With that being said, once COVID hit, I kept hearing stories about how people who never even requested the ballots were getting them in the mail. And I definitely think that influenced the election because you have people that wouldn't normally get out and vote because they did not care enough they would just get it in the mail and be like, oh, this is easy, check, 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 done, without doing any research on the candidates. 
Um, full disclosure on uh, the midterms here uh, where I live, I spent about 30 minutes in the voting booth. Every individual on that list, I did a quick Google search, see some of their policies, and decided who I thought was the best. For me, I feel like I should have done more. But honestly, that's the bare minimum anyone should do. Uh, to my knowledge, you don't get kicked out for taking too long at the ballot booth, but that could have just been my area. So it, if you have a phone, you should be able to just search and do a preliminary search on your candidates. Uh, with that being said, uh, Shinto, it seemed like you had something to say there. No, I believe John had something to say there. Okie dokie. I just saw your mic was ticking, so I wanted to make sure if you had something you wanted to say, you could fill in. <laughs> John, did you want to clarify on anything? Oh, no, you just didn't have me answer on the 2016-2020 the election, so... That's fair. I'll jump back to that then. <laughs> well, and, and, but, I, but I will tie it in with touching up on voter fraud, so... <clears throat> Um, 26, 2015, I actually did not even have Trump on my radar. I had, I think like three candidates that I was looking at. So I started, I started early. I'm one of those people that when, um, when the state sends out their sample ballot, I actually, I start filling it out and start doing my homework. And they usually send those out like a month or so ahead of time. Um, and I'm reading, I'm researching, and all that stuff. So when I walk into that booth, I know who I'm voting for, and I know what I'm voting for. So I didn't have Trump on my primary. I didn't vote for him in my primary. <clears throat> I didn't have a problem with him winning because he's a businessman. Um, so you have you had Hillary, and you had um, Trump. For me, one of the things was, was uh, Hillary is a, a known commodity. You know what her politics are, and then you also know how she votes and the agendas that she pushed due to her being in government as a senator for New York and also working for um, Obama as uh, um, in his cabinet. So I already knew um, what what who she was as a candidate, and I had a very good understanding of who she was as a person. Growing up uh, eight years with her husband as the president, um, and um, so Trump was the Trump was the unknown candidate. Now, uh, Hillary doesn't align with my political views or just my views on things like foreign and domestic policies and economic policies and stuff like that. Uh, so I had to ask myself, did I want to vote for Trump? Um, because I didn't know. Again, politicians say stuff. And Trump was very a New York Democrat. He always has been. He's more left than he is conservative. Um, so I had to make a choice. Uh, because you can't vote for the Green Party and you, you can't vote for the Libertarian Party. Um, so I voted for Trump. I chose Trump. Trump's four years... Um, I liked his domestic policy. I really liked his international policy. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but Trump was terrible at who he hired. Um, 
He didn't bring in his own people. He brought in the same people that had been there before. So um, he made terrible decisions on who he brought in. And it wasn't until like the last year of his uh, first term, his only term, that he started actually making positive changes within his cabinet. But uh, too little, too late. Um, come the Biden and uh, Trump 2020. So Biden is a lifelong politician. He's never had another job. Um, except for uh, working uh, as a lifeguard and fighting off corn pop. Um, he spent his entire life. In fact, I believe when he got voted in, he had to wait six months because he was too young um, as a senator. Um, Biden is responsible for the his biggest thing is that crime bill, the 91 crime bill, which, by the way, he just declared today that anybody with a federal marijuana offense is going to get pardoned. The only reason why those people are in jail is because of that 1991 crime bill that he authored and he spearheaded. Um, you can see his policies. He's a consistent liar. Uh, he says things when he was of sound mind that were untrue. Um, whether it was schools that he went to or things that he did, and uh, he plagiarized many, many people. He he got caught. In fact, they, that was the entire reason that he dropped out of the 88 election. Um, I believe it was the 88 election because he got caught plagiarizing on the campaign trail. So Trump was an easy choice. Uh, now, as far as tying up with the voter fraud, and I'm sorry for that long-winded explanation. I had a lot to catch up on, guys. Uh, please forgive me. No problem. That's my fault. <laughs> it is. But, um, you know, Jesus forgives you. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, no I'm kidding. Um, so, it's, it's, so as far as as far as voter fraud goes, it's it's fairly interesting. So my stance on this is that if states, um, let's say the hotly contested states, right, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and and even um, to be fair, Nevada, if these states were fully um, fully confident in um, the voting, um, open audits should not be um, something that anybody on either side of the aisle should be fighting. In fact, both people on the left, the right, independent, should want um, open and clear audits of voting. Um, people have nothing to hide. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um this th there should be no issue. So why did these states have issues? Also, by the way, uh, in Pennsylvania, they actually broke uh, constitutional state constitutional rules to um, push mail-in balloting and stuff like that. And I believe that actually I could be wrong. And double check me on that. But I, I believe there is still some litigation there. Uh, Wisconsin is going back through an audit. Maricopa County in Arizona has uh finished an audit but they're they're still going through everything um and georgia also i i believe there's been some audits there too uh, same with michigan um and michigan was another hotly contested thing 
we as Americans and even Canadians should want audits on voting. This, in fact, this should be like a like states should budget for this. Um, the other reason why I think 2020 is very um, questionable is uh, the article in Time magazine that said that they fortified the election. People straight up said that they did illegal things, or not, not technically illegal, but very questionable things bordering on the line of illegal, to fortify the election to go their way, which was not for Donald Trump. Um, here in Nevada, we had a problem where there were people that were registered to vote at an address that's in the middle of a street. We're talking hundreds of people. Um, and by the way, Las Vegas, Nevada, which most people don't think, Las Vegas, Nevada is actually um, more corrupt than Chicago as far as politics go. People don't actually realize that, but... Um, they call it the city of sin for a reason, am I right? It's, it's, not, it's, it's not just that, but, but Chicago used to be probably like the worst, most corrupt place. Um, and Vegas has uh, come up and snatched that. Now, now, now Chicago is just known for um, essentially being a third world murder capital of the United States. Probably right behind, actually, St. Louis and Maryland. But, um, so, yes, fraud happens in every election. Project Veritas caught it in the 2020 election. Um, other places that, because some people don't believe Project Veritas is... Uh, quote-unquote reliable that's fine um uh florida decided to start their own task force for voter fraud um so it does happen we need you know voter rolls need to be cleared um and you know i just uh it's fishy i don't know if it's i i, I don't i there's a lot of there's a lot of things that make me question stuff but until i have actual physical evidence um i can't say um huge giant um swaths of voter fraud happened but you know it's it, it's the same thing as um going i think the government killed john f kennedy you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. So, so, sorry guys, I do apologize. No worries. The voting systems that we use in this day and age are still de decently rudimentary. Uh, and the ability to properly oversight them is still in the works, even at this stage of the game. Listen, I want, I want paper ballots. I don't want machine ballots. So, I do have a question, though, for you Americans. Um, so the one question I've always wondered and no straight answer is why do the people who terrorize, like throw shit at the uh, White House whenever Biden got picked, why do they still got to get to vote? And my other question is, did Biden in, I think, 88, what you were saying, did he not uh, fraud a dead person signature for a ballot okay so i don't know about biden committing voter fraud uh when i'm talking about plagiarizing do you, do you know what the word plagiarizing means yeah yeah 
Okay, so he basically stole people's um, speeches on the campaign trail and said that they were his. Um, he's done it multiple times. Um, as far as committing voter fraud, I, I have... I can't, I can't tell you that. I, I do know that some of his closest friends um, in the Senate in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the early aughts were former KKK members, which were all Democrats. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah and he was, he was even caught on camera saying how he doesn't want, like, black people on, in, like, public schools. Am I correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but like he said something about he said something about not wanting it to be a racial jungle, which super racist. Well, like, it was the time period. You can't really blame a man for living in a in a time. So we, I don't really, at least I don't think you should. I sort of agree with you on that one, Shinto. With that but I also have said... to look at his friends. With that being said, you have one side of the political spectrum, however you want to classify it, that target other people for things that they said during those time periods. But yet, why does Biden get a pass? Like, don't get me wrong. I agree with it. People change. That's just reality. A bad person become a good person and a bud. Wow. A good person can become a bad person. It's either or. But with that being said, it's like, why are you propping up an individual like Biden when you're going back in his history and looking at all of the things other people have done? Why does he get a pass? Um, you, there's probably a lot of theories on that. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say there's any uh, pass they get. It's more as in... in... Like civil discourse, you don't bring up a person's past. I'm not gonna bring up like the idea that Sapo John might have been a part of a uh, neo-Nazi band in the 1960s or something like that. Uh, while we're having a discourse about, let's say, whether or not tacos or a sandwich or uh, a hot dog. But in but but but, it, but in choosing to lead into that. Right, but in choosing who somebody's voting for, an informed voter, that's something that they should and they need to take into consideration. Right? I wouldn't say so. Uh, it's, that's context dependent. I was being general, of course. Uh, so, like, it, at least the idea is that on the lines of a person's past, you don't just relegate it to a single focal point. It's a research of the actual person, not just what has been said in the past. But 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 did I? I think I gave you three different examples from three different oh, decades. Yeah, yeah right? it's not just one single point. He has a history of that. And... No, a single point as in a single section of time. That's fair. So my yeah. question is... Um, I get they shouldn't they don't have to tell us everything when we're voting but honestly in my opinion why don't we have full background checks because honestly there's people they that do. have done so much wrong some of them don't though some don't have enough information and they'll plagiarize like not plagiarize but they'll switch some stuff 
to where it makes you think that they're the good person, and then they switch it completely. I do not agree with that. So, Ace, I think I think what you're getting at is... So, like Shinto said, they do give background checks. I think this is, and I don't want to get off topic, but this is a... Um, this is a... Uh, Ethics test? It's the, no, it's, it's, it's the media. Okay. It's, it's, so, in America, you have... MSNBC, you have CNN, CBS, you have all, all, minus Fox, you have all the mainstream medias that politically lean one way, with MSNBC the only one that I'm aware of that's very open about being left-leaning. And then you have Fox, which is the only real huge prominent um, media company that would be... I don't want to say conservative because it's it's just more right. It's right leaning, um, and so what I think, in, and this is especially true in Canada as well, because you have state funded. Um, you have the, the the CBC, right? The CBC is the is is the main source of news in Canada. I think so, and I think it's CNN. No, 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 no. Well, CNN, but but CBC is the state sponsored. Like like in Britain, it's the BBC, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah. So, but it, but in Canada, the CBC is completely politically one sided. So like PBS in the United States, then. Right, right. So here in America, we we fund we fund leftist propaganda from PBS. Um. And and then probably uh, AP AP would be another big source in Canada. But again, they all lean one side politically. So I think it's more an issue of an of a media thing. And that's where you, as a person, as you get older, when you're ready to vote, this is where you need to be vigilant in how you consume media when you want. If you decide you want to vote, and you make these choices, does yeah, that make like sense? If there's... I, well, I want to. No, no. Yeah, I just like... want. I want to make sure that Ace understood what I was saying, or if I answered his um, oh, question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just confused because I, I get so confused with the one-sided propaganda, and mm -hmm. that's the thing that kind of upsets is you don't with media you get that little piece when if you actually hear it you can find out so much more right right so mo most most candidates give um irs you know like their back taxes and they they run um you know specific y y i mean honestly when a politician runs on a national stage their entire life is open for um, investigation. discussion. Yeah, investigation. But who chooses to actually do that investigation? And then who chooses to pay attention to that? Um, and what um, even tech companies do or do not suppress is also against the voter. So there's a lot of other there, there's a lot of other things that stand in a voter's way, I think, which makes a voter have to be way more vigilant. Um, 
basically is what I'm getting. I'm sorry, guys. Charlie, you, you, both you and Shinto wanted to say, uh, so I'm going to shut up now for a, a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because, uh, cause, like, if, uh, if there's, like, a certain story about a politician that, like, could damage their reputation, but that politician happens to be, like, more left-leaning and, like, MSNBC doesn't want that left-leaning politician to lose, then they would most likely be very tempted to make sure nobody really hears about that or try to spin a story and make an excuse to try and essentially try and make it look not as bad as it really is instead of giving the facts in a uh, in an unbiased way and that can really screw with uh with a voter's perception of somebody and I think that can that is a problem with the media is that there'll be somebody that they like particularly, but they won't give you all the facts wholeheartedly. Sounds about right. Did you have something you wanted to say real quick, Shento? No. Okay. I'll uh Ace, I have a specific question for you that pertains to this immediate topic. Did you hear anything about Hunter Biden's laptop? Honestly, no. We're actually learning about that in my media studies class. <laughs> Remember, they're 10 years behind everything in Canada. <laughs> I see. I see how it is. Jeez, John. Throwing shade at our Canadian viewers and guests. But yeah, the Hunter Biden laptop scandal is the prime example. It came out like in the election of 2020. And you have so many of the mainstream news sources and social medias like Facebook and Twitter that came out and said, oh, Hunter Biden is conspiracy theory. Hunter Biden's laptop is conspiracy theory. Ignore it. It's just Trump promoting conspiracy theory. It's just Russia. But now that we've actually investigated it, it turns out that the Hunter Biden laptop, that whole fiasco turned out to be true. That Hunter Biden had a laptop that he left and forgot about with a PC repair company that had videos of Hunter Biden in compmising positions and drug that it was oh, yeah, nasty. Yeah. It was nasty and I didn't even see all of it. Uh there is a question I did have. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, thought ask. Wasn't Trump when he got elected, did he not try to make peace with everyone? He 100% did. Now you can and say now that Biden's in, everyone wants to start and cause the next world war. It sounds about right. <laughs> With that yeah, being I, I, said, I believe I believe hold Trump on, John, was hold on, John. Oh, Let me okay. finish. <laughs> With that being said, uh, I've heard people say what was going on behind the scenes. Um, With that, I understand that what was going on behind the scenes, but we Trump was the first president in history that was able to cross the dmz in north korea and he made peace all across the world sure he had a mouth nobody's denying he had a mouth but with that being said i had a point that i was going to lead into that i completely forgot so john you can I'm, take over. I'm sorry <laughs> it wasn't I, your uh... fault it wasn't your fault i got <laughs> sidetracked by the dmz in north korea uh... Something to note here, that's that awesome. Paul Moose politics, uh, diplom diplomacy, where it's not really sustainable over a long period of time, but it does help with the initial push. 
No, continue that, John. I just remembered yeah. my point. Sorry, John. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, this example actually uh, is one that I heard, I believe, on Timcast. Donald Trump, and like if you're going to make a comparison, you have uh, everybody had that one teacher in high school or middle school that was completely unpredictable, and nobody challenged that teacher because they had no clue what the teacher would do. Trump essentially was that person. None of these other leaders, China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, Iraq, Middle East, whoever, they did not want to cause conflict because Trump was so unpredictable. Now, you can make an argument that's a good thing. You can make an argument that's a bad thing. I personally think we had peace for four years. Russia did not make any movements in Ukraine. Russia made movements in other areas before Trump and after Trump. Biden, not to be offensive, but he's a senile old man. Everybody reads him like a book. <laughs> May I just throw in the fact that even though Korea and Trump were not getting along, Trump still went to go see him? Yep. Yep. Trump, for all Which his is... <laughs> negatives, he has a lot of positives. But then there's Biden, who... I, I'm sorry to get into this. Biden, who says one thing, and he goes into the White House. Yep, and it's completely opposite. With that being said, I want to let John go. Because I cut him off what? like twice now. Okay, now three times. <laughs> no new wars. No new wars. Yeah, there were no new wars. There, there was an entire generation... That for the first time, there was not a new war. Now I, I'm 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 cool with bombing a mofo or giving them a little bitch slap if they start to get out of line. But yeah, Vin Vin is correct. <laughs> um, everyone thought Trump was um so unstable; they didn't know what he was gonna do. Um, <clears throat> to so also look at the unprecedented unprecedented peace agreements in the Middle East before Trump left office between Israel uh, what is it the UAE um, Egypt I think there's one other place um, that that that's ne never happened before um, that's that's solid solid um, politicking right there um and then real quick charlie brown the last time that i can remember where the left-wing media actually took down a democratic candidate would have been um 1988 uh former senator gary hart was caught having an extramarital affair it was the last time that i can really really think of um, a Democrat having something bad happen and all the media re reporting on it. Um, I believe yeah. I believe they made that a movie with Hugh Jackman. So if anyone likes Hugh Jackman, as I call him, um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. They're, those are types of movies I like, but I believe they did a movie um, about about him. Um, but you can clearly see, like, you have somebody in Pennsylvania like John Fetterman 
who who had a stroke in the middle of campaigning. He's got issues. Um, he was the sole person that voted to let a man who murdered a child um, out on parole. And I, I believe he was on a late night talk show just recently uh, in the last week or two of this recording. So, yeah, wow. so th th I just wanted to kind of throw that out there for you, Charlie. It has happened. It used okay. to happen. Yeah, because um, that was that was before I was born. So the, the I, media, I the media has always leaned slightly left. But um, it was still closer to the center uh, back in back back in the day. But yeah, that that's like the last big big thing that I can think of because then you then you then you get into Clinton and um you know the, and like Clinton was being a whore and um prior to being a president and they still let that still let that go. So you you can see and that and that's that's from eighty eight to ninety two. So within four years. Within four years, you had that huge of a shift. Within four years, you had um, Joe Biden attacking Clarence Thomas, who, by the way, is a uh, African American Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Um, and then you have Clinton, who not only had um, rampant drug trade in the state of Arkansas. Um, but he had numerous affairs that were well known and documented. And, and then you have to like go on TV. Like it was at like 3 a.m. at night. Like this is probably one of the few things I know about him. Well, but, I mean, like, he, he had an affair with an intern. Well, yeah, but he also went on. But and he also he, like had to go on TV at night and apologize for testing, he, I believe, on. Uh, like pregnant women, I believe, with radioactive stuff. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, possibly. Yeah, I, I but, don't but, know. Like, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Like, well, yeah, folks. I mean, folks, look that up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I did know that he went on national television and said I did not have an affair with that woman. And then he turned around and said, uh, "I did have an affair with that woman." Um, in 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 a deposition. He asked the lawyer what the definition of is, is. He was a lawyer. In fact, Trump is the only, is the, um, I think the first president since um, Reagan that was not a lawyer. Uh, most presidents, most well, presidents. Wasn't a lawmaker. No, no, no. A lawyer that like that had a, a degree. Law degree. Or, yeah, a law degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think um, from Reagan, I believe Eisenhower um, was was. But 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 there has been a long history in in American politics where lawyers do end up becoming presidents, except in the earlier portion of, of American history. But yeah, those are some random facts. I really am sorry, guys. No, yeah, that that actually is... That's actually good to know, because I didn't really know about that uh, that 1988 story. But um, yeah. And I think it's interesting that a lot of these politicians, specifically career politicians, uh, have been... have literally uh, taken the time to study to be a lawyer. 
and have not really taken the time to essentially uh what am i trying to say here uh trying to uh figure out what it is that the people want instead of trying to just be this uh try to put in this legalese where they're just trying to um they're trying to move their way through uh the loopholes in all the laws and essentially just benefit off of the pain and suffering of us so that way they can uh re- enrich themselves like with Nancy Pelosi and insider trading Listen, like, it, 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 it breaks down to upon the people's will instead of the dissemination of wealth no within, yeah. within party lines is that Politi- what you're trying to say? politicians do not fear their constituents anymore that's oh. bottom line they don't fear yeah. the constituents with that being said I'm going to interrupt the conversation. Asa needs to skedaddle. So with that being said, Asa Spades, thank you for joining us. We appreciate having the Canadian, even though John doesn't agree, <laughs> Canadian, uh, Canadian perspective. Go hockey, way. <laughs> no, I, I, lo- I, I love you. I love you. I love you, Canadia. I love you, Ace. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to promote before uh, you head out? It can be your Twitch, any of your socials, if you're writing a book or anything. Yeah, uh, just like to say thanks for having me. I do have Twitch. That is Ace of Spades. Um, and the last thing is I will be streaming a lot more. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Ace of Spades, the same thing. Have a good night, guys. Real quick. Have a good night. What's the underscore? Have a good night. It's not yeah, it's just Ace of Spades. There's Ace underscore something something. It's it's two. It's Ace two underscores of three underscores Spades. And guys, he is definitely worth a follow. And you will also be able to find the link in the description below. He's a lot of fun. He's a great friend of mine, and a a, a good friend of the community that we all hang out in. So. Please give him some love and support. Have a good night. Have a good night. night. With that being said, uh, sorry to interrupt that uh, conversation because I was trying to find a good spot to uh, interrupt it. But <laughs> now back to more important stuff: American politics. Not Jeez, kidding, John. <laughs> no, actually, actually, Canadian, <laughs> Canadian politics. Are, it, it, it's very interesting how there are a lot of things that did mirror in the 2016 election. That one of these days would be really cool to kind of try and dissect. Oh yeah, uh, we might do it in a future episode. Okay. Um, did we want to get back on track to that conversation, or are we ready for another topic? Um, I'd say we should push forward to the next topic. Yeah. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure everybody gets their voice in. Except John. John, I'm going to forget about you again. <laughs> I swear <laughs> I'm going to forget about you at least two more times before this first season is over. <laughs> it happens a lot, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, with that being said, we discussed uh, a little bit about this and uh, a lot of the intros and a little further, but I want to go a little more in depth. Uh, in, what... in depth or in depth? In depth. In... You know what I mean. Listen to what I mean, not what I say. <laughs> but yeah, um, John, you mentioned that you'd want uh, voters to have 
or not have own land to be able to vote uh before we go that far what is everybody's thoughts on voter ids uh i'm just gonna ask uh one quick question do you think voter ids are racist i'll let you go first john so i don't forget you <laughs> no why they're not okay, racist so okay yeah they're not racist why because it's not hard to get an id you had to show you, you used to have to show proof that you own land to vote that was everybody it didn't it didn't matter if it was the um, the you know so back in the day when we had some states that had slaves and some states that didn't if you owned land in the north you had to prove you owned land if you owned land in the south you had to prove you owned land in order to vote that's a form of identification we didn't have id cards back then um IDs are cheap. They're easy. You all you have to do is go to the DMV. Um, it also means that your vote as a sorry, but your vote as a voter is not being taken or um, stolen. Essentially, it, it actually provides protection for your vote, guaranteeing that your vote actually does count. Um, I think a lot of people would be more. Um, inclined to believe voting results if they were in the day of uh, and they knew that uh, with at the very least uh, an id was required to vote it, uh, to me it's fairly simple okay shinto are voters id voters ids voter ids racist and why i would have to say that on a baseline it's not uh, other than the fact that most of the comments about it would like to be in regards to the an earlier system before segregation or before the civil rights movement where it was technically in place, uh, which is a different type of requirement, which was both having an ID and having the cash to pay for tax for the tax. Uh, now, how does that coincide with this same principle? is that it overwhelmingly damaged uh, minority these ability to vote in any set election. So in a way, it is racist uh, towards more immigrant uh, people who are immigrants more than anyone else, who may so not have the required structural mechanisms to actually get an ID. Right, but you also know that it's a, a a federal law to have an ID, right? You you are you are required. So anybody that doesn't have an ID is breaking the law. Yes. So how is it racist? Uh, that is the uh, I'm saying that as the argument towards that idea. Uh, okay, uh, okay, no, that's right. I'm, uh, I guess I'm I'm, I'm presenting a counter argument for anybody, yeah. but 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 still, like I think it's important to know most people don't know. That it's a federal law. They have to have a, an ID. You don't have to show your ID that's state specific, but you have to have one. Right, that's totally different. But uh, for for men, men have to have an ID, and they have to register for the draft. Okay. Did you have anything else you wanted to add on to that, Shinto? No. Alrighty. Uh, Charlie, are voter IDs racist, and why? 
I don't think they are racist because it proves that you do live here. And honestly, if we can put serial numbers on dollar bills to try and prevent fraud money from like being passed around, then we can do the same thing with voter IDs. And it also kind of shows that, you know, you do care enough to come and vote and you care about what it is that's happening in the state or country that you're in. Like sophomore John said earlier, like if you if you're able to prove that you do live here and you want to vote and have a say, then that proves that you do care about uh, about the state of the thing, the state of the state that you're in. Okay. The nation state, yeah. Well, I, and uh, and of course, like you know, like obvious, like uh, like with electronic voting, like it it's been uh, it's uh, it's kind of weird that some of these voter rolls, like you know, uh, with all like the voter fraud, it's kind of interesting that uh, the people who don't want the voter rolls to be you know looked through to see if like there's any people they've missed, like if somebody passed away or something like that. It's kind of interesting that there are some politicians that don't want those particular voter rules to be looked through and cleaned out. It is kind of suspicious that I believe, and it's and it's on uh, it's from politicians on both sides. It's not just like you know, like some people on the right will say, "Oh, well, it's the left." Well, no, it's some some Repub some people on the right are doing this as well. They're trying to keep the voter rules the way they are instead of trying to be transparent like um in the state of in the state of Kansas which is where i live uh our secretary of state he's not exactly being uh transparent in anything that he's doing okay well, i'm going to say too um cuz i've heard the, def the 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 defense about voter id is that they're racist um, so my question is, is the people that think that, are you, are you saying that people that, that, um, doesn't matter what their ethnicity is, are those people that don't have an ID, are they too stupid to get an ID? Because, that's kind of racist, maybe? That's that was going like, to be the counter argument I was going to make. <laughs> Dang it, John. Like, <laughs> I'm like sorry, man, I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to read your mind. Are you saying there's an implication that there might be some form of racist uh, underlying theory around the idea that people are calling these individual minorities incompetent or stupid? That they can't go down to the DMV and get an ID? Which, by the way, oh, there's a lot of states that give IDs away for free. So yes, that's what I'm saying. It is quite a bother in larger cities, but I, I get what you're saying. Okay. With that, I'm going to share uh, a point of view that y'all actually helped me develop while I was listening to uh, uh, your points. You're welcome. <laughs> Once upon <laughs> a time, I think you can make a solid argument that voter IDs were racist. Once upon a time. Do I think voter IDs are inherently racist? No. I think uh, that intent behind why you would want voter IDs could be racist, 
But with that being said, most people, not all, and this is an opinion, so people are going to disagree, and I don't think there's any facts to back up either or, um, but most people want voter IDs to secure our elections. They don't want voter IDs to prevent a minority group to vote. We've made it so easy nowadays for anybody to get an ID. Uh, to say that you're not allowed, or an individual group is, does not have access to an ID, that in itself is racist. We, everyone, like John said, it's a federal law that everybody needs to have an ID. Everybody should have a voter ID to be able to vote. That can be as simple as your driver's license. That can be uh, proof that you own land here and the list can go on. Um, some people might make the argument for like student IDs. That one gets a little sketchier, but you get the idea. I don't think voter IDs in this day and age are racist. Now, with that being said, if you go back to however many years, yes, you can make that argument. But just like people, Times change. The reasons change. Voter IDs are not racist. Um, someone wanted to say something. Shinto's examples of uh, poll taxes, clearly that was racist AF. Like, I don't, I don't care what side, well, I mean... Conservatives would definitely consider that racist. Democrats, I don't, I don't know about anymore. Uh, but they were definitely, those were definitely racist um, policies, no doubt about that. Um, driver's license, your driver's license should be. That's the easiest. It's a state issued ID. Uh, but basically, at this point in time, almost every state has to have. Uh, what is it? The the new federally mandated ID that allows you to fly on planes and get into federal buildings. Um, so a state driver's license should be perfect for a voter ID. That's all you need. You don't even need a specific card. Just go to the DMV. Most of the time they're like seven bucks. When, when, when I got my ID when I was a kid, maybe it's a little bit more now, but still seven dollars in the 90s just to get an ID. That's all I needed. Exactly. Um, okay. Before I move on to the next subtopic, any last thoughts on voter IDs? No. No, not really. You sound so sad, shit, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, he's mad. I he's mad. I agreed with him. Do I just have some kidney stone before I entered this call? So that's the reason why I'm saying that. TMI. <laughs> and no problem. That's fair. And with that being said, folks, we will see you next week on the. <laughs> oh, as you were saying, ben. professionalism we're the uh yes i'm always leaving them with a cliffhanger the word I'm and shinto with. just shinto just happens to give us the best cliffhangers <laughs> he does he really does okay. i'm just clearly being attacked here but as you were saying ben okay um we talked about owning land. I don't want to cover that again because I feel like it would just be rehashing it. What about voter age? I've heard this was a couple years ago. I don't know if they're still trying to push it, but I know in California they were trying to reduce the voter age to 16. What do you all think about the voter age? Do you think it should be higher, lower? I would say no voter age, but then I would call you a lunatic. No offense to the kids that might listen to this podcast. <laughs> 
So let's uh, just start off with Charlie and go down the line in opposite this time. So I think you would probably have to, you definitely have to be an adult to vote because as it's assumed that if you're an adult, then you can comprehend properly what is going on. And then you can then understand, okay, well, what do, who do I need to vote for to help represent what it is that, uh, that we're trying to do here. Okay, I and... do want to interrupt you. Define your definition of adult, because so, everybody has so current. So currently it's 18, but I think it should be like 20 or 21, because, uh, because they're, cause even when you're 18, like you still make dumb decisions. You're still, you might still be in high school. And, uh, Honestly, like we don't really want uh, anyone who doesn't really completely fully grasp the concept of the consequences of their actions voting for essentially the future of the country until they understand that a bit better. Okay, so you are saying around 2021. Okay, um, and continue on with anything else you said before I interrupted you. Say what? <laughs> uh, continue on with what you were trying to say. He did interrupt you. Yes. Okay. Um, actually, no, that, that was actually pretty much what I was trying to say. Like, uh, okay. they, quite frankly, uh, like they, they need to understand the consequences of what can happen if, you know, if we vote in some sort of psychopath. And then all of a sudden we can't vote anymore because we believe one side over the other. And then all of a sudden there's like some sort of state mandated opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. So, so yeah, that, those, those are my thoughts. I believe it's my turn. So in accordance with the idea of voting age, I don't believe there should be one, but what should be in place there, as I said earlier in my opinion piece, is on the front of a competency test where you understand the current politics in the game as well as uh, how the political system works which is something i'm also pushing over to the political uh the politician side it's like a no confidence vote in like the uk or europe but in a different manner okay i like that opinion Instead of a voting age, make it anybody, but you have to pass the test. And not a standardized test. It's something that would be remade every year. Because times change. Yes. So, in a way, it's sort of like getting your driver's license renewed, only if you had to redo your driver's test every time you renew it. I guess, but I'd say it's more in accordance with the idea of uh, if you were renewing your driver's test with like a 50 question quiz instead of a 10. Okay. I get that. I like that idea. I disagree with it because uh, I go, I, before I go into it, I'm going to let John talk. Otherwise, I'm going to forget about him again. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so. <clears throat> when the country was founded, 
um, when the Constitution was ratified, um, the federal government didn't actually choose the age. They left it up to the states. Most states um, decided 21 was the minimum age you had to be. So that wasn't the only, obviously, landowning, stuff like that. But but 21 was the age. Um, I, I, believe, I believe Nixon, I believe it was Nixon when they ratified voting constitutionally, um, states moved down to 18. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. 16-year-olds, uh, even 18-year-olds are idiots. I was 16, I was 18, I was a teenager. I was dumb. Uh, even when I was 21, I was dumb. I'd actually be okay with upping the age to like, I don't know, 35, 40. Um, because at least then most people are going to be adults, married, have a family, possibly even own a home. Uh, maybe maybe not in Biden's America. Kind of like oscillate towards a more conservative uh, style of politics because that's the tendency of the older generations. Um, maybe, but no. Um, it depends. Um, I I would say I would ag I would have agreed with that statement in the nineties, um, probably even in the early aughts. But with the way parents have been with their children, um, with um, with the alphabet folks, um, because I, I there there are liberal people, Democrat people having families, um, and they're they're spending most of their schooling, elementary school, junior high, high school, college essentially getting a left-leaning education and taking that with them um, into their 30s and 40s. Um, it used to be that probably once you, when people had kids, they, they, they would slowly over time, um, by their 40s, become more conservative. Um, but... Um, I mean, I, I would be okay with 28 or something like that as well. The thing I'm looking for is people that are invested in the community. Because first off, the federal, the national federal elections to me shouldn't really matter. Uh, first off, we shouldn't even be voting for senators. That should be, um, that should be something that governors choose. Uh, and that's how it used to be, by the way. Um, you voted for in your state, that governor would choose your senators. Um, it was more focused on local and state at a state level. Um, so the senators that got sent to Washington cared more about their states than they did about getting reelected. Does that make sense? They were more community built than they were uh, structurally built. Yes, so I also don't want senators being voted on. I want governors to choose senators because at least those senators are going to be um, – those senators are connected to that governor, which means if that governor does a bad job, they're also out of a job. So if they're not, do, if they're not fighting for their state and the governor is not fighting for the state, they all lose their job. They all get fired. Um, but I think 
especially at a local level, that's where elections really matter. That's your local school board. That's taxes that you fill when you own property, what you pay for at the store, those, those types of things. Um, most people are even more ignorant about their local politics than they are national politics. At the end of the day, I want people to care more about their local and their state politics because that's going to affect them. That that affects them more than if on a federal level, with the exception of you know probably the last few years. As government continues to expand, federal has more um, more say on 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 a person's everyday life, and that's not how it's supposed to be. And the federal government has just been so far out of touch with the reality, which is a very bad idea to have them in charge of our everyday life when they don't know what our everyday life is. Or most don't of those, care for that, most, for that matter. Most of those people don't even know how to use Facebook. Like, let that I don't know how to use Facebook, and I'm 28. That's fine, but, but you get what I'm saying. Like, you chose that, right? You grew up in an era of Facebook and... Uh, maybe even MySpace. You chose not to. These people are so old, they don't even understand the internet. Like, their concept of the internet is in the 90s still. And these guys were the ones in charge of questioning the CEOs like Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and them. Right, that's the that other thing, thing too. Happened. These people are too old to be in in government. And and where I'm not just talking about the president, I'm I'm talking like... In, in the House of Representatives and the Senate, too, there's a lot of people that are out of touch with reality and, and the speed of which the country's moving technology-wise. I can 100% agree with that. I definitely think, uh, to hit a few of your points, John, that we put too much emphasis anymore on the national scale when we really need to focus on the local scale. Um, because your local school board is what uh, is what decides what your kids, what kind of education your kids are getting, exactly. and if you're not paying attention to what they're deciding, then you know it's really no wonder your kids are growing up thinking that you know thinking all thinking that you know they're a guy, but you know they're actually a that. girl. We, we talked about that. Let's. We're supposed like to avoid if... that, correct? I'm not. No. Oh yeah. No, okay. Uh, no, no. no I think. I, I, okay. Okay. No, no. In, in the context of voting, where, um, like a local school board could say, no, we don't want to follow uh, Common Core. Um, local school boards select the books that the schools use to teach. So, like Howard Zinn, who is a known communist, writes history books. 95% of schools in America use his books. Yeah. I definitely think uh, the school board is really important and people don't put enough emphasis on it. And like you said, if you don't pay attention to the school board, you're going to get interesting people. I'm just going to leave it at that uh, in charge of your children. And well, Another example just... And, and I know I'm talking way too much. I felt like it. <laughs> I'm, I, do, I do apologize. Um, okay. But I don't think any of you guys own a home. 
like own an actual house, own property. I own enough tech to own a home, but I get that's what you're fair. Well, yeah, no, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't own a home either. Okay, so it's not yeah. you guys. You guys rent, right? So, okay, so here's here's a really good example in my town. In the 2018 election, because it was kind of locally focused, we had uh, people voted if they wanted to raise their property tax by three percent. Well, I own a home. I don't want to pay more money on my property tax. They wanted to raise the property tax by 3% over a period of years so that they could um, they could raise money for the volunteer firefighter department to get new equipment. Um, what a good local government would do would not be taxing their citizens. So since that election, we've had like six new businesses. The local government could have said, yeah, you can build here. Um, but you're going to have to give, you're going to have to buy us a fire truck. Um, you're going to be in charge of, um, basically the local government could make these companies invest locally into the community and help them become more part. That's what my dad did when Walmart wanted to build a new store in the town that he lived in. He said, yes, you have to build us a fire station. Um, you also have to give us a half a million dollar fire truck and you have to build um, a new elementary school. Walmart, within 20 minutes, said yes. Because, first off, that's all tax write-offs. But it's also forcing Walmart to invest into the community and be a part of the community. And it didn't so cost... So the idea of businesses having it, social responsibility to any community they might try to push themselves into? Well, I'm just saying, like, that instead of taxing citizens, isn't that a better idea? I, I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. I'm just saying, instead of me having to pay 3% more um, four times a year on my property tax, having a... a, a um, um, in Arby's or a, a Walmart, more invested in the community, be better for the community. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I was just trying to. Yeah, yeah, that's what. That. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like because if yeah, a, like, um, if a Walmart's more invested in the community, like if they really want to be there because they want to make money, but they're invested in the community, the community is also going to be like, oh, you gave us a half a million dollar fire truck. I'm, I'm more. They're more inclined to shop there, right? I mean, maybe. Definitely. That's good, theory. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like a huge expense, like a fire truck. It's just like, oh well, these homeless people are looking for food, and we've got some food from like the deli that people don't want, didn't want at the end of the day. So we can just go over there and give it to them, and they can have that for their meal for uh, that day. Or, or, or could you just move them to Utah for us? Okay. but what I'm saying is, is again, these companies, it, it, because a lot of people don't like Targets, they don't like WalMarts, they don't like these uh, Krogers or Wawas or whatever. But um, th these companies are people are going to be spending money in this community. So, yeah, they should be invested within the community. But you do, like, that is a very valid point, John, and I would like to elaborate on it. 
there's more than one way for the government to earn money. Um, one thing that I always wanted to see while Trump was in president is him start a live stream. Like just of his daily work from what he's allowed to show. I think people would pay sweet money just to watch Trump. <laughs> but yeah. Um, with that being no, I, I get what I, I get what you're saying. I, I I'm just saying there's there's better ways to help a local community or even a state community without taxing your citizens and without giving quote unquote tax subsidies to companies as well. By the way, exactly, exactly. Different ways to put less pressure on the citizens, and. I don't know if the more pressure is the correct wording here, but more emphasis on businesses and corporations helping the communities. But yeah. yeah, creating a environment of social responsibility on the side of a local business or a international business in the way of Walmart. Yep. Because regardless of how, how you see it, like if you are owning a business, you're part of the community. And so if you're kind of crappy to the community, the community might be crappy to you and you might end up shutting down because of it. Oh, yeah. With that being said, I'm going to bring the conversation back to a couple of the points that John made about like voter age because we did get a little off topic there. <laughs> but that's OK. <laughs> it, it was a good conversation. Um, voter age. I don't necessarily i understand your thought process behind uh, why you want it to be like 28 30 35 40 like i understand it i don't necessarily agree with it uh personally i think uh voter age should be 21 along with this age to smoke to drink to do all to serve uh, well serve in the military is 18 but i think all of the things that adulting if you want to use that term should be age 21 why we have uh, evidence to back up that brains aren't fully developed it's different from males and females brains aren't fully developed until like age 25 i believe correct me if i'm wrong if anybody knows better i think i think uh, it is age 25 men that's the case but for females it's around 21 to 23 Okay, but it's close enough. I think a 21 would be, a, in general, a safe age because the tricky part with the voting age and voter IDs and wanting people to have owned land and whatnot is that our country is founded upon, like, what's the words I'm looking for? One of our... Trying to figure out not stupid people. <laughs> That's not the word I was looking for, John. Okay, let, let me just let, let, real quick. The reason why I say twenty-eight or thirty-five is because I found, at least over the last twenty years, that I don't want to say people are getting stupider, but they are. Um, they're also being they're less mature, acting at a later age than they used to be. And part of that, by the way, I would say is education. Um, but also, um, again, owning land or taking care of the land. Uh, back in the day, people more were farmers. A little bit different in the city life, but America used to be way more rural than it, uh, you know, 
is currently. Um, so, so I, 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 I will play with ages. I'm just saying that I know too many adults that are more childish than they are adultish, and I, I don't disagree with. I don't disagree with the argument. Like, if you're 18 and you can fire a gun in the military, um, you should be able to vote. I actually agree with that. Um, but I'm willing to revise that due to the fact, as Ron White, the great uh, philosopher and comedian, would say, you can't fix stupid. Um, (laughs) That's fair. But does that make sense? Like, I'm... Again, different times, but um, I, 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 I'm willing to work within the constraints. Oh, yeah. That, like I said, I 100% understand your reasoning behind it. Uh, like I was saying, I don't necessarily agree with it. I do want as many people to vote as possible. It's just a catch-21, I believe, or is it catch-22? Catch-22. Catch-22. I want people to vote, but I don't want uneducated voters. So it's that's the tricky part. Um, with that being said, I'm trying to organize my thoughts here. I want <laughs> I want more people to vote. By the same time, okay, I'm going in circles. I'm just moving off the on to the next topic. I think that would be beneficial. Um, like unless you're willing to like hire a bunch of people to unbiasedly inform every voter that comes in, it's like you know, there does need to be some sort of gap. And okay, that actually goes back to a point I had with uh, Shinto's uh, test. Who gets to make the test? I'm asking. That. That's true. By the government at large. Uh, sure, it might lean a certain direction, but it's in reference to your competency as far as both logic as well as your reasoning skills, not uh, just in accordance with what the government does. Okay. Um, I'm going to push it a little here, like push the topic, because I want to hear more about your thought process behind it. How do we keep it nonpartisan? Well, nonpartisan doesn't matter. It's only a reference to the logic and reasoning skills similar to what an IQ test would be. Uh, which take the IQ test, uh, consider okay. Okay. archaic, but I'm more of the co- in accordance with your mental capacity and competency level, as well as a basic knowledge of how the system of the United States runs its government. Okay, I think I get you about like competency, uh, using a word competency that I test. Say, yep, the test. <laughs> but competency. Yeah, for some reason, I had it in my head that you were talking about like, oh, how the government works or um how the party system works and whatnot because that is a tricky in my opinion slippery slope because i actually in one of my classes in community college i actually did a project where i threw out your idea uh, or threw it out in the sense that i used your idea that um we needed some form of test to help educate people to be able to vote and like but the issue that came up was how do we decide who gets to write the test and how do we keep it nonpartisan or whatnot? But what you're basically saying is understanding how the system works and more of just logic and mental capacity. Yes. Okay. Okay. I wanted to clarify that. Okay. 
In that case, uh, let's move on to the two-party system. I think it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, with the two-party system, it's like, oh, well, you have to vote one or the other, which can be very divisive, and uh, it can have people focus more on party rather than principles. And I think that can be very destructive because uh, you might have somebody in one party who is good for some things is, or like agrees with some things but doesn't want to do others and vice versa. And that can be very, uh, very, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, but anyway, it, it can be very, it can divide people and it can, it can really put us in a bad situation where it's like, you have to choose the lesser of the two evils or just choose between two evils in general. And no one wants that. I completely agree with that. Shinto, do you have any thoughts behind the two-party system? On the two-party system? Not really. Uh, I don't really believe the two-party system as being a bad thing. Uh, it's more as, it's more, I'd say it's more on the responsibility of the voters to understand what's going on. In general. Uh, the more competent the voters are, the more likely candidates that are competent will be able to come to the surface. Because it's kind of like a, I know this is something that people don't really like talking about, it's like trickle-down economics. The more knowledge you impart to the masses, the more the masses can impart knowledge, uh, up above. Okay. So it's I know that technically does not answer the question, but it leans on the idea that uh, my previous idea, where competency is the cornerstone of a society, and if you don't mandate that, then it becomes like the system we have now, which had, is a bit more corrupt, or uh, that technically is subjective term, uh, is a little bit less competent in how they wish to provide for the people. That are subsidiary to them. Very good, Shaw. And that actually leads into a point that I want to make that there could be a very valid tertiary candidate. So like maybe somebody from the Green Party or Libertarian Party that would have been better than Trump or Biden, but nobody would have voted for them because they're not allowed to be in the local debates or not able to make as much money to advertise as uh, Democrats and Republicans. But with what you're basically saying, if the voter base was more educated, they'd be more willing to vote outside of the two-party system. Is that... Yes. Awesome. They, they, uh, and not only that, but even within the two-party system, there'd be more competent candidates and a less divisive crowd. Okay. Because they'd be more willing to make their, like, foster their own opinions on how stuff should be run instead of just following a flock or a sheep-like uh, stroll through the woods. Okay, I get you. Yeah, and uh, so two-party systems aren't necessarily bad. Uh, Charlie disagrees. Two-party systems, we need to get out of it. Personally, i leaning towards, I think, the two-party system that's, is bad. <laughs> that's not to say that, you know, like, I don't support a one mandated party. That is also bad as well, because yeah. otherwise you'll get 
uh, governments like over in China, where you can only vote for the People's Republic of China candidates and no one else. Yeah, I think uh, it would be safer to say get rid of the party system in general. Yeah. A counter-argument system of that would be the, uh, technically, it's, well, technically most people consider Japan to be, to be a one-party system since the same government has ruled it since the democracy's uh, inception with a wide margin. Okay. And it's considered decently well won. It's, an, it's, a, it's also in accordance with the values of how the people, both in power and below them, Right, you're you're also talking about a a country that has a very strict and rigid moral code of conduct that they yeah. still live by. Which so, probably, oh, go sorry, then. Yeah, which probably wouldn't work here. That was all I was gonna say. Well, listen, we 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 did have a we 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 did have a moral code that most of the country lived by. Um, and it was the ideas that were debated, that used to be debated. Um, but now it's like, um, it's like genres of music. Um, when you talk about heavy metal, what kind of heavy metal are you talking about? Are you talking about, you know, uh, rap core? Are you talking about black metal or death metal or white metal or speed metal? Um... And and it's it, at this point within the two party system, you have you have you have communists, you have socialists, you have um, what they used to in the nineties they were referred to as blue dog uh, Democrats, uh, who were I guess slightly left of the center um, when, when you're talking about Democrats, and then on the Republican side you have your um you have your your rhinos like republicans in name only you have you have uh, neo conservatives who are um all about you know war warmongering essentially and then you have like with with trump um and even with brexit you have a a push for populism which puts the country first so you you have all these smaller um uh, you know, sub genres or sub groups, yeah, within each each party, um, and it, those tend to seem to more closely align with specific people. But with ignorant voters, they you know sometimes they just vote party line and they and they don't care who the party is. Or you have a, a place like. California that has what's called a jungle primary, right? Which the two most vote-getting people are on the final ballot. So if that's two Democrats, Californians don't get a choice. They either get a choice of a Democrat or a Democrat. And, and that's, that's top-down. That's from governor all the way down to the local system. Um, or some, some places, some states like Alaska, which has ranked choice voting, which ends up, uh, hurting, uh, regular voters, uh, in the end as well. Um, listen, I'm all for new ideas. 
Um, I'm all for more uh, openness. A third part, a Rand Paul um, coming in. But the reality of it is, it's never going to happen. I'm open to it. I'd be I'd be more than happy in, in in certain places it works, but for most of the country it it's never going to work. So you have to pick your poison within the two party system, um, and you have to hope people are smart enough or have the same moral um, convictions, whether that be from a spiritual standpoint or from a political standpoint, um, that the person that you want. Uh, gets in there. I can agree with that. Um, it's tricky. Because like you said, uh, third, fourth, fifth parties are good. Or can be good. They can also be bad. Um, but the reality is we're not going to get outside of the two-party system. At least not easily. <laughs> well, well, part of that too is the media, though. The media dic the the media dictate a, a third party has to get a specific amount of votes in a primary in order for them to. So and that and that's that's local, that's state, and that's nationally. They just these these they just don't care about it. So that that's on that's on the media too. How do you think we can combat that? Combat the media? Well, making not stupid like... people. <laughs> uh, it all, it all, it, I think it would all come down to education. Okay. Uh, not just education, all side, Charlie, you saying something? But yeah, actually, no, uh, you are right. It does come down to education. And it's why a bunch of parents, uh, specifically, should be paying attention to what their kids are learning and they need to vote based off of uh, what they're seeing being taught to their kids. Because the thing about 2020 is that when everything was locked down, parents could see what uh, teachers were teaching their kids. And that's uh, what made a bunch of parents like um, in Sarasota County, they did in Florida, uh, they actually voted uh, some people off of their local school board because they didn't like what they were doing or what they were voting for. And essentially, like, you do need to, you need to, you do need to focus on what it is you want your kids to learn. You do need to teach them, like, logic and reasoning and understanding and that hope that um, from there they can make choices when they get older and that they will be responsible uh, choices. Right, but you're also expecting adults to adult and teach their children. And <laughs> That's Listen, I know that sounds terribly stupid, but I'm, I'm a father. Um... And I go. I have to. I have to raise adults. I have to raise children that, if I died, they need to be able to take care of themselves. Um, most parents don't have that mindset. So there's a mindset um, that that people that people have. Um, the here and now, and not the future, right? Well, they don't think about that. Um, 
listen, I was raised in like I was raised in a conservative household, but the one thing that my grandparents who were who um were, you know, part of the greatest generation from World War Two, they said we don't care how you vote as long as you n- know who you're voting for and what you're voting for. That's the most important thing. Education. With that being said, yeah. we're probably <laughs> can I finish my point. You would, yes. will you mind? Let me finish my point. No, Shinto, yeah. Sorry about no, that. No. Uh, sorry about on, that. Shinto, go on. Okay, so from an education standpoint, the way that you get rid of a two-party system is for one, uh, it would be the education of the younger generation. The second one is this would be a state mandate, uh, an enforcement of a enforcement of coverage over not just the two-party system, but of what the other members of the different parties are doing. Because I believe there's a total of six non-Democrat and non-Republican. I think they are congressmen currently in Congress at this moment in time. But like the biggest would be the Libertarian and the Green Party would be the two biggest non-left-right... Uh, and I agree. It, it 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 is education. I think it's also um. And I don't. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um. Also encouraging, um, debate and discussion and um, wrestling with ideas. Right. Yes. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Coverage. Like uh, during a presidential election, instead of mandating only two people from the two parties that have the most domination. Make it so that you're also forced to have the more lacking parties, like the Libertarian and Green Party, as you were saying, also have a part in that debate. But that would have to be enforced as a mandate, because otherwise the media won't touch it. Right, right. The media have, have set the um, they they they've they've set the rules. That they have to have, have a certain amount of votes or a certain percentage of the votes. I think it's like uh, from an ad, it'd be somewhere between like two and twelve percent of the national vote, so, something like that. I Google it, but it's there, and that's a, that's um that's from a national point of view. At the same time, though, it, that's on the politicians too for um uh, giving into these uh, major media companies and saying, yeah, we'll do your debate. Why don't these politicians want their ideas debated? Um, and then it also, again, it starts in like college and, and even high school, right? Civics, basic civics, basic economics, which, by the way, you brought up earlier, talking about trip, trickle-down economics from, from the Reagan era. Uh, a lot of people called Reagan stupid because he took complex government... Um, or even economic uh, philosophies or ideas, and made it so that everyday Americans could understand it. Um, but they called him, they called him an idiot because, well, they didn't like him because he was a Republican. Um, but they they felt like you know he was talking down to people when in actually actuality he was explaining complex things in a very sim- simple way. And as you were saying, Vin, 
Yep. That was my last point. No problem. Thank you for cutting me off. Otherwise, uh, I would have just continued rambling on. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, we're probably going to wrap up with the last question of the night. What are your all's thoughts on the Electoral College? Um, electoral College. I think it's needed. If we didn't have the Electoral College, I don't remember who exactly this quote originated from, but... And I'm going to combine like two of them. We are a republic, not a democracy. A democracy is two wolves and a lamb deciding what's for dinner. A republic is two wolves and a well-armed lamb that decides what's for dinner. And I think the electoral college is what assists in that regard. I think I said it correctly. <laughs> uh, with that being said, so yeah, personally, I think the Electoral College is good. It probably isn't perfect, and we do need to work on it and maybe take a look at it and see how uh, we need to rework it. But without the Electoral College, you have like four states that decide who's president, and states like Kansas and Missouri and these other smaller states wouldn't. Not even, not even states, cities. That too. It would be cities <laughs> that would decide all the politics. Uh, and with that being uh, said, the smaller areas would not have a say in elections. And that's why the Electoral College is there to help the minority groups with the election and having their voice heard. John, let's go with you this time. What's your thoughts on Electoral College? Um, I, li I like the Electoral College. Um, the only thing that I would change is that um, it would it would it, when counting the electoral votes per state, you would actually have to have actual citizens, um, not illegals. Um, so so that would that that would be the only change I would make on a federal level. I actually like the electoral system so much. I, I I wish it was implemented on a state level. The reason why I say that, and I don't know about the rest of you gentlemen or our friend from Canada, even though he he doesn't have an electoral. He he's in more of a democracy, whereas we are in a republic, right? Um, um I live in a rural community. Um, in 2020, actually, January of 2020, I took all registered, I actually did this on my own, I took all the registered voters for all the counties in my state of Nevada. What I found out is, is that in every county in the state, if every registered voter, whether they're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, voted Republican, and every independent and Republican in one county, which is uh, Clark County, it's also known as Vegas, mm -hmm. voted Republican. Because that's the two in Vegas. There's North Vegas and Clark County. Right, but Clark County is the yep. biggest, right? And, and, and Chinto, you, you, you've lived in the state before, so I think you know exactly where I'm going for. Yeah. If everybody in the state... Republican, uh, Independent, and Democrat minus Clark County voted Republican, and 
um, all the Republicans, independents voted Republican in Clark County, and all the Democrats voted for a Democrat candidate in Clark County. The Democrat county, uh, candidate would win, no matter what. So that means any uh, measure, any amendment to the state constitution, any person in uh, a, a major government, whether that's Senate, uh, House for the area, at least, governor, uh, lieutenant governor, AG, all that stuff, Vegas chooses no matter what. That's not... To me, as, as, as somebody in a rural community, in a farm community, um, I would love the electoral college at a state level. That's an interesting and, point, making electoral and, colleges at state levels continue. Oh, yeah, and also being a former resident of California, knowing that uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles counties, those areas, dictate everything that happens in the rest of the state. Um, and because California, outside of those major areas, is red. So in the rural areas, they're red. Everywhere else is blue. And those guys get to make decisions for the rural counties, like um, stealing water. Los Angeles steals water from Central California, and Central California has no choice. They can't do anything about it. So a farmers... Example to see this map would be to look at the uh, 2016 election for Donald Trump. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good example, but I'm just saying like on a local level too, though, yeah. um, the people in Los Angeles County said, we wanted to take, we want to take water from uh, Fresno and Bakersfield. That's like three, four hours away. They take their water. Uh, Fresno, not, not necessarily Fresno, but Bakersfield and the surrounding areas, like Weed County, that's all farm agricultural area. Those farmers can't produce food for Americans because their water is being stolen from them by the folks in Los Angeles. And they have no say in the matter. They can't stop it. Um, Republicans are so powerless that um uh the uh the uh, the senate leader basically can laugh off any republican and say after 30 seconds i don't really care what you have to say it doesn't matter because you're not going to win so I, I would like to actually see it on a state level so that's my weird crazy uh, take on that it's a good one I actually haven't thought about putting it on a state level before. With that being said, Shinto, your thoughts on Electoral College? So the Electoral College is a structure that I think needs to be uh, remade in a different way. Uh, I like it, but the way that it's done, as has been brought up by John, is difficult to meet out the exact will of the people. Well, what, how I would do is effectively you split off, uh, let's say there's four elector, uh, what's it called? Are they called electors in the electoral college or is it something else? Yes, yeah, they're electors. 
so like let's say like four electors from each individual state where but instead of it being population based and it you know it being gerrymandered it uh caught off by like let's say seconds of four and then have those individual state uh i'm gonna just call them districts state districts vote on which side their representative should be voting for with you know with error included because you know uh i think it's been maybe three times in the past hundred years where an elector has not voted for the same uh person as the people did is All that right, correct I, something like that it's possible i know um nebraska has something like they they have sections of different electors They have like and, red and and blue electors, kind of like what you're talking about. Sorry. Okay. And it being entirely population based can cause some major problems, like you spoke about with California, where technically about eighty percent of the state is red or Republican, but the state overwhelmingly votes Democrat for that secondary reason. Now, on a basic level, I don't like the Electoral College, at least from a fundamental level. Not because of its archaic foundation like the majority of the college students I used to deal with would say, but on the fundamental level of the lack of thought that the Founding Fathers put into it, I, to, to properly uh, understand that is more as in the let me organize my words my apologies no worries i have that. in accordance oh. i do that all the time <laughs> in accordance with the uh values of a more representative democracy which we have where it would be an appointee instead of a uh where the individual elector believes that it's a mandate to vote the exact same way their constituents do. Which is a major issue with the culture around the Electoral College, which is why I believe it needs to be remade. Where it actually follows the actual implementation that the Founding Fathers wanted, but could not implement. There's a, uh, am I wrong for saying that there is a, an establishmental uh, problem where the electors seem to force themselves to vote within the lines of their constituents. I think because uh, because the electoral college is only used for the presidential election, um, it tends to be that the uh, state by state, what whoever has the popular vote or the most vote, the um, elect the electorate votes go to. Um, just just doing a quick check um to to help you out by the way um 2020 Nebraska uh split its electoral college votes only for the second time in its history um awarding one of its five votes to Biden in the 2020 election and four to Donald Trump 
Um, so Nebraska might be on to what you're talking about, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, but those electors are technically free to vote who, however they want. It's more a tradition that electors just vote for the popular vote in their state, much like um, presidents step down after two terms, with the exception of uh, FDR, right? Who um, got voted in three terms until Congress made a constitutional amendment. As an amendment to that, technically, it was him dying, and then they made the amendment, but yes. But you, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, they still made it after he won his third, um, okay. his, third, his third term in office. So the electors are technically free to do what they want. They don't have to vote the way that the public wants to. It's more of a cultural mandate, which I do mm -hmm. not like. Well, I would say it's more of a historical, you just do it because historically that's how things are done. You're asking for more of a, what, a, a law requiring the electors to vote how the, um, the state's popular vote decides? No, uh, more of a, a where... Original vote system where it's four districts where each state technically only has four electors, which is technically the opposite of that, but more reflective of uh, a representative, more of a republic than just a representative republic. So I think Nevada has so what, each 10 counties, and California has 40 counties. I'm probably wrong. Right, you know, right, but yeah, yeah but right. So, so you so you would essentially have, let's say, twenty to Donald Trump and however many to Biden. So it wouldn't be the full fifty-five. It would be however it's split per county. Uh, I'd say no. Uh, I'm saying similar to how we do the Senate, where there's only four, like literally only four electors come from each individual state to avoid it sliding to one side or another. Okay, okay, so, so you're saying equalize out the opportunity. So California would get less electoral votes, but it would be on par with somebody like North Dakota. Or Alaska, which, yeah. Which, which I think people live there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not crapping on North Dakota, it's actually a, a beautiful place. Uh, you're just going down the list on who to crap on tonight, John. <laughs> but uh, you at least get my point, right? Uh, of course, there is the obvious argument against that of it not being uh, the will of the people, but it would stop uh, us from having problems with swing states. It's interesting. I, I, I've actually never considered that. It's something I have to think about. Um, I'd be more than happy to think about and love to even talk about that more um because because that is be that, that, quite a bit but yeah yeah i mean no no it's 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 an interesting idea i i kind of like swing states only in the sense because the media has made it sexy right um but 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 i get, I get what you're saying 
sexy is not as good as stability. Because I believe for California, there would technically, technically be two electors that would come from the two major metropo metropoli uh, metropolitan areas. And then two, that would be probably Republican because of the rural side that, that is associated with that. Well, it, that's, that's the case for a lot of states, even Missouri. I know St. Louis tends to vote Democrat while the rest of the state votes Republican for the most part. Well, it's the same thing with Illinois or even New York. Like New York, the city votes Democrat, but everywhere else in New York is Republican. But because so many people live in New York, their vote outweighs everybody else in the rest of the state. Exactly. It would technically be fairer in a sense than the current system, but I'd need to look at all the numbers across all states to really properly uh, measure it against my current thought process. Which is why I was saying it would be nice to have an electoral college in each state. Yeah. Because then you could siphon off each state's electoral votes based on the counties. The way that works, yeah. So we might have something, we both might actually have something really good together, something sexy that we can sell. <laughs> so, what's your thoughts on this, Charlie Brown? Not just what I said, but what uh, the general question that was asked. Thank you, Shinto. So, I do kind of agree with sophomore John in the fact that if, uh, if a big city, like say, here in Kansas, Kansas City decided what some of the smaller rural counties where there would be like towns of like a hundred people or less decide they decided what laws or what things they could do. Uh, I think that could be problematic, especially since like, uh, like places like that are in charge of like growing and growing food and raising uh, cattle for food and stuff. And so sometimes, uh, like when you're raising cattle, you have to deal with uh, predators. And so if, uh, say, Kansas City said, well, the entire state of Kansas is not allowed to have guns, no matter what, then that would be a problem for people who live out in rural counties because then they can't defend uh, their cattle from any potential predators. And before anyone... Uh, and Honestly, I'm not really a big fan of like some of the newer stuff that they're coming out with, like the gene edited meat. I'm not a big fan of that. It's gross. Like I would, I'd rather like give me the all natural stuff. You want grass fed, baby? <laughs> yeah. No, but, if you're gonna but, give, if you're gonna give me meat, give me meat. Well, I mean, even even because believe it or not, I've been to Kansas, but you don't want the people of Wichita. And, and Wichita is not a huge place, but it's a very big place in Kansas. But you don't want the people of Wichita deciding what happens to the people in Hutchinson, which is a very small town. And I've been there, too. It's a beautiful little place. But you don't want Wichita or Kansas City or, or you know, dictating what happens in Hutchinson or even, you know, Stockton. Yeah. Or or Dodge City, which I mean, Dodge Dodge City is probably pretty decently sized, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You could but even yeah, upscale that argument to the whole nation as a, a 
as a whole. I've used the phrase 50 states wearing a trench coat acting like one country. <laughs> That's basically what this argument is. We can break it down even further. Uh, sorry, Charlie, continue. Yeah, and honestly, like, even if we were to, like, vote on stuff, there's really no guarantee that whoever we vote in is going to follow through. So I think that uh, it, it needs to be... Uh, oh, what's the word? I'm, try I'm trying to gather my words, and I can't. Um, but essentially... Uh, it's kind of risky just voting someone in in general because you don't know if they're going to follow through on what they're saying because they're not in office yet. They don't like some of them might just be blowing blowing smoke up everyone's butt, and once they get in that in the to office, they realize the situation. They're like, oh, and then they can't do anything. Then they can't do anything about it. Or some people will blow smoke up your butt just so they can get into office, and then once they're in office, they say, well. I'm in office for this uh, term. You can't vote me out until the next election, so I'm going to take advantage of this as much as I possibly can. And it's kind of um, it's kind of risky, uh, like trying to figure out who to vote for because it's essentially like you know, okay, I'm trusting you to uh, be in charge of this particular part of the government, and it's. Uh, I I had the word in my head and I can't I can't I can't figure it out but I don't know if anyone is uh getting what I'm saying but it's like you're trusting someone to be in charge of something. No no I I get what you're saying. I think too and I think voters don't always remember this including myself. Um we're also at the at the um at the uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, now I'm I'm forgetting my words. Damn. Um, I am. Uh, we we are all at the. Um, I was about to say that. I think tonight's just one of those nights where we're all. It is. Um, we're struggling to get our thoughts together. No, I have my thoughts. I just it's it's that one stupid word. Basically, um, the 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 bureaucrats, the 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 people that have spent thirty years in the government. Um. The people that that are in the government building, the unelected officials, we we we, it almost doesn't matter who we vote for sometimes because it's the the people that work in government for their entire life, and they decide what happens and what doesn't, what gets passed and what doesn't, uh, what get what sits behind red tape or uh, what passes muster. Um, People shouldn't spend their entire life working for the government. Yeah. And nor yeah, that nor is nor true. normal, regular people should not, minus the military, there should not be a 30 or 40 year bureaucrat working at the, the FDA or the EPA. Or like bouncing around between the two in different positions, yes. deciding what's what. Because at the end of the day, those are the people that actually have more power than I think our elected politicians. And, and they I'm have. Gonna I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, saying that. But essentially, it's like it's those people that 
um, they have been around each part of the system, so they know it thoroughly, and they know what loopholes to uh, to thoroughly use. And it's essentially how they play each and every one of us as a citizen, and it's very frustrating. And it just it sometimes it's just really a matter of us as voters paying attention to what they are doing. And I think really we do need to go back to voting on election day because uh because if you know if there is like, you know, massive voter fraud like a bunch of people out there say, then it would then follow that early voting would probably give them a good number on what they would need to get whoever they want in. And we don't want unelected bureaucrats uh, destroying our vote. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Yep. There's people that are currently in power that haven't been voted in power. Which I wish we had time to get into because that topic would be cool on like how outside forces affect politicians. So like big companies and corporations, but we'll save that for a future episode. <laughs> um, did you have any else uh, you wanted to cover, Charlie? Uh, I think that was it. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky when you're doing it all on Discord or any form of online voice chat because you don't know when somebody is finishing or whatnot and we have to check with each other <laughs> yeah uh with that being said i do want to wrap up this episode so does anybody have any last words they want to say before we do the outro fire unelected bureaucrats thank you for that john <laughs> <laughs> Vote on election day. All right. In that case, uh, with that, let's remind everybody where we, where the guests, Jesus, I'm having a where problem. Where the guests happen to come from and where they Yes, my child. I'm having a problem tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you with... have a lot to edit out from this. Oh, no, it's all going in unedited. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's your thing. Yes, my child. That's. That's that's the, that's way the we beauty do of the transparency. That's the beauty. Uh, that's the way we do the podcast. It goes in unedited. And with that, let's remind everyone, including our viewers, where they can follow us. You'll guests. be hearing from the lawyers. Yes. <laughs> where can the viewers follow you? Let's start off with Shin, also known as Shinto, also known as Shinto Reaper, also known as Adol. also known as Scrap. Yes. I've been Shin Yip and you. You can follow me on Twitch at Shinto underscore Yip for some jittery fun times. And let's push it over to you, Charlie. I'm Charlie Brown 642. I'm a content creator on Rumble. And you can also follow me on Gab, Truth Social. And you can follow, follow me on my Gilded server. And go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, I am your uh, co-host who talks way too much. Sophomore John, that's spelled S-O-P-H-M-O-R-E-J-O-H-N. Yes, it's spelled incorrectly. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and um, content creator, occasional streamer, and all-around incredible and amazingly awesome guy. 
and to my good friend and host, the great and amazing Ventornado. Uh, real quick, before I do my outro, I want to give another shout out to Ace of Spades. I had to leave early, unfortunately. Uh, once again, his Twitch is Ace underscore underscore of OV underscore 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 spades. You would love it if y'all checked out his channel. And as for me, I am Ventor and can be found on most alternative platforms under the name Ventornado. That is V-E-N-T-O-R-N-A-D-O. That includes, what? but not limited to, Minds, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, for Twitch, just slap on a one at the end and you'll find me there. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and a special thank you to our guests. Next episode's going to be a two-parter and it's a big one. We Hello. are out.